Episode 55, The Conflict Cycle, A Source of Confusion. Hello and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. Welcome back to the Fighting for Connection podcast. Uh, I'm recording this today with a little bit of a cold, so hopefully that doesn't come through too much. Uh, my wife, Kelsey, is out on a girl's trip. Uh, she left on Saturday and she's gone for what, four or five days? Let's see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. She comes back Tuesday night. So gone four days, probably feels more like five days, but uh, that's just how it is. I guess when she's gone, um, it becomes evident pretty quickly that she is such an important uh, piece to this family. Uh, and the kids and the household just don't operate quite as smoothly when she's away. And uh, needless to say, I miss her. Uh, the family and I were looking forward to when she comes back home on Tuesday night. But definitely we hope that she is having fun and uh, enjoying herself. We've been in touch a, a few times as she's been away and it sounds like she's having a good trip. So uh, I'm happy for that. She deserves it. And it's fun to see her take some uh, time for herself because that girl is uh, a sacrificer by nature. So uh, it's interesting that, um, you know, today we're going to be talking about the conflict cycle and uh, the source of confusion that that is. And uh, years ago, Kelsey went on a, a girl's trip and um, it, it didn't go well. And uh, I'm going to tell that story today. So it's actually kind of ironic that it lines up on a time where Kelsey is away on a very similar girls weekend. Uh, but I use this story often in my work. Uh, sometimes when I meet with couples, I don't have enough information to help them understand their cycle. And it's nice for me to have kind of a back pocket explanation to be able to uh, or example that I can I can show my couples so they can kind of get a sense of what the conflict cycle is. And often I find that um, couples experience very similar conflict cycles, but um, it, this example might not be uh, exactly the same con conflict cycle that you experience. But um, we're going to talk about just kind of some of the core pieces that are present in every conflict cycle. And this is just a, a little simple example to kind of help you warm up to the concept and get a sense of what we're talking about. But before we do that, um, I do want to welcome you one more time to the virtual uh, Connected Couples Retreat, which is called Revive and Thrive this year. And um, it's this Saturday, October 21st. I know I've talked about it a lot this is the last time you're going to hear about it on this podcast uh, for a while, um, at least inviting you guys to come on. So uh, I, I guess I just feel like this is something that I'm excited about. I feel like it's it's so helpful. And um, uh, I know that there's people out there who uh, maybe are a little bit uh, reserved to coming. And I guess I would just encourage you all to join us. We have had 
So many people sign up already. We're excited to have all of you there. I'm guessing a lot of you uh, listen to this podcast. Actually, I know some of you do because you've signed up through some of the channels that we've uh, invited our podcast listeners through. And um, and this retreat is is something that I've I've shared before on here that it's something that I thought, you know what, I I really appreciate learning from so many other people that are in relationship spheres. And uh, what if I bring in people that I want to learn from, that I want to really help uh, develop me and my relationship, and I invite other people to come join me. And I thought, hey, what a good idea. It's kind of like a, um, a, a two for one or a buy one, get one free. It's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this and everyone else is welcome to come with me. And uh, there's there's definitely some time, effort, and cost involved. So it would be amazing if if um, you know we could we could make this a, a sustainable model because I know that I on my own wouldn't be able to do this every year. But um, if we have people interested and invested and willing to cover just a, a little bit of the gas money, so to speak, the little bit of, bit of the cost, then we can make this event happen. Uh, more and more often. It's $50 and uh, starts at 8 a.m. on Saturday the 21st. And um, at 8 a.m., I'm going to jump on. I'm going to kind of go through uh, the schedule, kind of what the uh, structure of the day is going to look like. And um, and then uh, there's going to be a little uh, activity there for couples to do. Again, uh, this isn't something where we're all kind of in the group together. You're going to be in a webinar format. So uh, you won't be able to see everybody else. I'll be able to see who's on the call and the speakers uh, who are scheduled uh, are going to be able to see who's on the call, but other participants won't be able to see who's on the call unless you choose to come on live and ask a question with any one of the, the speakers. So at 9 a.m., we're going to transition into my talk, which is uh, called Creating a Secure Bond. Again, uh, I feel like I feel like the thing that every couple is longing for in a romantic relationship is a secure bond, the sense that uh, we matter to each other and uh, we're aligned and we feel close and connected. And we're going to talk about uh, the ways uh, that you can show up in your relationship to establish more of a secure bond. I'm going to use my uh, marriage and family therapy background along with some of the coaching things that I've uh, learned and uh, the things that I use every day in helping couples break their patterns of conflict and establish a more connected, loving, caring relationship. We're going to have a little uh, activity period uh, between the end of my call and the next call at 10 a.m., which is Megan Hillica. She is a grief coach. And she's going to be talking, she's been on this podcast before uh, with her husband, Justin, uh, talking about their story and, and the loss that they experienced with their daughter, Aria. And she's going to be talking about uh, ways that you and your spouse can stay to get connected through trials, through hardships that you might experience. Uh, there'll be time for questions at the end of that call. And again, just a quick little activity, um, kind of in between calls as we have time 
Uh, that's going to be kind of a theme through all, all of these calls. There's going to be some buffer activities depending on how long these calls go or how short they go. Um, but then at 11 a.m., we have Dara Denton, who is a licensed counselor. She's also been on this podcast, and she works uh, with the polyvagal nerve, which is uh, fascinating to me because one of the core components of regulating a conflict cycle, which we're going to be talking about in this podcast today, is the ability for us to self-regulate, the ability for us to calm down. And oftentimes when we're in our conflict cycle, we have a fight, flight, freeze response. And uh, Dara Denton is going to be sharing ways to help us regulate ourselves in relationships so we can show up cl more clearly and more in alignment with the person that we want to be as a, uh, as a, a spouse. Then at noon, we're going to bring on Amy Vanis. Amy Vanis is, um, the more I've gotten to know her, she's a certified professional mediator. She works on a, a college campus, uh, mediating conflict. And, um, she has a business, uh, in which she helps parents who are dealing with conflict with their kids. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, she helps those parents have a better connection with their kids as well as helping those parents have a better connection with each other. And she's going to be coming on and also sharing ways that she knows and, and tools that she has in her toolbox, uh, which is uh, part of her business name, my connection toolbox. Uh, and, and she's going to share uh, those tools with you so you can use them in your relationship and you can stay connected uh, especially through some of those things that come up as a parent and some of those things that come between you and your child. At 11 or at 1 p.m., we are going to be transitioning over to Zach and Darcy Spafford. They're going to come on as a couple and uh, they are going to, they have a story. Uh, Zach's been on this podcast as well. They have a story in which uh, Zach was struggling with pornography and uh, how it impacted their relationship and how they worked through uh, those struggles in their relationship and remained uh, connected and supporting uh, and supportive to each other. Uh, the, the topic for their call is connection through hurt. So they're going to talk about these skills, these strategies that they have that have that I think are, are uh, somewhat universal, that they are helpful for people who are experiencing all kinds of different hurts that can come up in a relationship. So um, those tools, those skills, I know talking to Zach are tools and skills that um, can be helpful for so many different situations and so many different relationships. I'm excited to have them on as well. And then at 2 p.m., we're going to be rounding this out with kind of uh, our, our uh, final uh, bow on the top speaker, uh, Natalie Clay is going to be coming on. She, uh, is a tremendous couples coach, uh, and she works with couples, helping them, uh, navigate through some of those very, very difficult conflicts that come up within relationships. And, uh, she's going to be coming on and sharing some of her uh, best stuff in helping couples, uh, navigate through conflict in relationships and uh, really excited for her and all the other speakers to come on and deliver those tools, tips, tricks, and inspiration 
that can help you revive your relationship and thrive in your relationship so that you can stay close, stay connected, and have that secure bond that you're looking for. So that is that. Um, it's going to be all virtual. Uh, and if you want to sign up, go to rev- uh, www.pivotalapproach.com backslash revive and thrive. Again, www.pivotalapproach.com backslash revive and thrive. I'll have a link in the description below, but head there and join our virtual retreat. With that, we're going to transition back to all the way back to when we were talking about this girl's trip that Kelsey went on. And uh, this happened really early in our marriage. Uh, So the exact details are a bit foggy, uh, but there are some things that I do remember about it pretty clearly. Kelsey was planning on heading on a girl's trip and I was I was accepting of it. I don't think I was too excited. I'm still not super excited for her to leave. I would love if we could just, um, you know, spend all our time together, it seems like for me. But um, when she's away, uh, I miss her, but I don't have as much of these negative feelings that I did back then. Um, back then, when she told me about this, I was like, okay, that, yeah, that's fine. And then she continued to share with me about this trip, all the exciting things, all the uh, things that they were planning to do, what they were planning to uh, experience and eat and uh, where they were staying. And I remember eventually like this feeling came up within me that was so intense that I finally just kind of looked at her and said, you know what, Kelsey, like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Uh, Just keep it to yourself. And uh, I could tell that that kind of um, had her, you know, kind of stepping back and, and wondering like what just happened. And she came back to me maybe a little while later and, and said, Hey Brett, like how come you can't ever be happy for me? And, uh, I took that one on the chin pretty, pretty good. It felt, it felt, uh, pretty painful to hear her say. And, uh, I became pretty defensive and said, are you kidding me? Like, these are all the ways that I try to keep you happy and this is what I do. And, so on and so forth. And uh, that didn't seem to be the response that Kelsey was looking for. And around and around we went. Eventually, Kelsey left on that trip. I don't think she really had a, I guess I feel like she had a, a cloud over her head that, that whole weekend, the poor girl. And uh, I was at home. I wasn't feeling good either. I was, I was uh, feeling pretty distressed, pretty upset, pretty uh, yeah, just not, not in a good place. And, uh, she got back, came home. Um, things were still pretty tense between us. Uh, we tried to address it a few times, didn't seem to get anywhere. And eventually we just, maybe by Wednesday or something, we just were like, let's just forget about it and try to, to make up and, and, uh, look forward. And it wasn't until years later that I really understood what was happening there. Um, it was, it was maybe three or four years after that incident that, um, I went, I was trying to understand how to work with couples, uh, for my work, for my marriage and family therapy practice. 
And uh, I reached out to some of my colleagues to asking them, like, what do I need to do to really effectively create change and to help support couples who are who are not doing so hot? And uh, I, I heard time and time again that you got to learn EFT. And so there's a, a hold me tight workshop, which is this, this like little marriage retreat uh, that was being held here in Minnesota. And uh, they kind of, they kind of teach couples the, the basic tenets of EFT. So I was like, Oh, I'll go check it out, see what it's all about. And I'll bring my wife along just cause uh, what the heck, why, why not go check out what a, what a marriage retreat's all about? We'd never been to one before. And uh, since then, I've seen these other marriage retreats that are offered where it's like thousands of people in an arena and it's like a hype fest, you know, big deal. Like, uh, let's go here for the weekend and um, all kinds of motivational speakers and, uh, you know, kind of a party atmosphere. This wasn't that at all. This was like, um, it was in a little therapy clinic. Uh, I think there was like 12 couples there. Started on a Friday night, went to Sunday morning and... Um, it kind of was like this, like we got there, we kind of introduced each uh, ourselves to each other. There's a little um, short little lesson and we went home for the evening. Uh, most couples went home. Kelsey and I had gotten a hotel down in the cities for the weekend. So we went to our hotel and back we were on Saturday morning, um, a, a short little lesson, uh, conversation between the couples. There was like these little breakout sessions where couples would go to their own uh, private areas and they could discuss what was being taught. And then we'd come back and we'd discuss it as a group and there'd be a lesson and then we'd break out and come back, discuss it as a, as a group and uh, so on and so forth uh, until about, I think it was like seven or eight Saturday night. And then we came back 9 a.m. Sunday morning till noon. And um, yeah, it was, it was a very laid back, casual, kind of small town marriage retreat. But what uh, has come out of that experience uh, has has affected the relationship that I have with Kelsey to this day. I went there to uh, learn how to help other couples. And in that process, I learned something that I feel like helped me so much. And and it actually worked out well because uh, as I've seen the power of it in my own relationship, it, I've really become uh, such so invested in this because I think that uh, it has the power to affect so many other relationships. And, um, and what we really learned there at that workshop uh, was this, that it is possible for Kelsey and I to navigate through these like little hiccups that would happen in our relationship in a completely different way, in a way that helped us feel closer and more connected to each other rather than like confused and uh, at odds and distant from each other. And it gave us like this, <clears throat> this like hope that, wow, there, there is a little bit of a different you know, we could do something a little bit different here that would that would really create change. And so when we left for that weekend, it wasn't like we just like had it all figured out. But we left with this like, huh, there's something we could work on here that might actually make a difference. And from that day forward, I began to go all in on 
emotionally focused therapy and the conflict cycle. And, um, the more I've, I've, uh, researched it, the more I've looked into it, the more I've learned about it, the more I've applied it to my own relationship, the more I become such a believer that, uh, the conflict cycle really is, uh, the enemy in so many relationships. It's the, at the crux of so many, uh, so much despair, so much pain, so much confusion in relationships. Uh, these relationships where, if, where we have two people who care about each other, who love each other, but just don't always feel good with each other. They feel uh, anxious and uh, disconnected and alone and uh, even some more painful emotions like uh, rejected and, and abandoned and things like that. Uh, those emotions are derived from the conflict cycle and uh, especially um, understanding that they're not true. They're, they're the confusion that our brain uh, sees in the, in those moments has, has been, uh, so life-changing for the relationship that I have with Kelsey. But that retreat just kind of gave us a glimpse of, of what could be possible. And from there, uh, we went all in and learned about this. And I would say today compared to where we were five years ago, we, we have completely changed the way that we handle conflict. Uh, it's, it's much more, um, I would say civil. Uh, it wasn't bad before, but it just there, there, we we talk through it rather than uh, like a total shutdown, disconnection, uh, walking on eggshells type environment. It's like oh, when something comes up, it seems like pretty quickly we're talking about it. We have ways of communicating through it that are much more productive, much more helpful, and um, and it's it's just uh, amazing how. There really is a process. There are ways to communicate. There are ways to show up that uh, just bring so much more clarity to a relationship and help us time after time uh, experience like these little moments of hiccup. Uh, there's still some fairly big emotions that come up, but pretty quickly we can get back to a reconnected place. We can get back to uh, those feelings of reassurance that we care about each other, that we love each other. That uh, in the past took took many days and sometimes weeks to reestablish because even when we pretend that you know something didn't happen, we just try to forget about it. It felt like there still was this like recovery period where um, we had to kind of rewarm up to each other. And and now with this process, uh, that warm up period happens pretty quickly. It happens through communication and conversation, and um, and in that way, it's just it's been so amazing to experience. So after this marriage retreat, all of a sudden what happened, I guess for me was like, I began to recognize why I had those more intense emotions when Kelsey was going on that girl's trip. Um, I, I worried, I could tell like it wasn't right. It wasn't who I wanted to be in a relationship. It felt kind of like controlling and manipulative and um, but I didn't, I didn't know why I was feeling the way I was. And as I understood the conflict cycle, I was able to see that Kelsey talking about this trip with her girlfriends was a cycle starter for me. I have an attachment longing, which is to be desired, to be wanted. And, um, and my brain, when it saw how, Kel how excited Kelsey was to go on this girl's trip, had a hard time seeing that she was excited to be with me. 
and uh, it, it got anxious. It felt worried that Kelsey would rather be with her girlfriends than she would with me, which is kind of my, like my deep down fear is that someday Kelsey will wake up and she'll be like, you know what? I just uh, can't put up with you. And, um, and, and that fear has, it's much less um, volatile than it used to be. It's more, I feel more secure in that area, but it's because we've worked through the conflict cycle. We've communicated through these things and we've reassured each other that I've, I feel like I've gotten this sense of security around our relationship that's stronger than it ever has been before. But, um, Kelsey talking about her girls trip was a cycle starter for me. And I, I, I wanted to feel desired. I wanted to feel wanted. And the way she was showing up in my brain challenged that belief that she wanted to be with me. It seemed like she'd rather be with other people. Totally discounting the fact that Kelsey spends 51 weekends a year with me and one weekend with her girlfriends. But um, that's that's just how it works in the cycle. And in that moment, I felt a sense of rejection by her. These things are attributed to me and the way I perceive relationships and my own insecurities. So it wasn't anything that Kelsey was doing. It's just how I experienced her actions uh, and, and the meaning I made behind them is she doesn't want to be with me. I got the sense of rejection. And then that that that's my primary emotion, this sense of rejection, this fear that she doesn't want me. But I cover that up with something that's much different than rejection. I, I cover it up with resentment, which we call a cover emotion. So I become kind of resentful of her and um, and it shows on my face, on my body language. I have some garbage thinking, some thoughts that I don't really believe, I don't really mean, but they come out because of that resentment. And then I pull away. I go cold. I, I tell her I don't want to hear about it anymore. I, I shut down. I withdraw. And that that is because of the pain that I'm experiencing in this relationship and because of the fear that I feel that Kelsey doesn't really like me or want me or want to be with me and she'd rather be with someone else. But Kelsey doesn't see that. She just sees my hand, my pushing her away. And what I found out about Kelsey is I understood and, and looked into this conflict cycle and, and we had a lot of conversations around this is that Kelsey wants more than anything to be connected. She loves that feeling of connection. And um, this is her attachment longing, just like being wanted or desired is my attachment longing. Those are how we understand safety in our relationship. That's how we feel cared for in our relationship. And uh, it's how we know that maybe we get, or it's how we get the sense that we matter in a relationship. And, um, and Kelsey is an amazing connector. And uh, she has this, this unique ability. Maybe it's not so unique, but I find it fascinating. She'll have like a five minute conversation with, with somebody. And, uh, I'll just be like, Oh, you know, who are you on the phone with there? And she'd be like, you know, whoever it was. And I'll be like, Oh, well, what was that all about? And then she'll go on for like 20 or 30 minutes explaining to me what this five minute conversation was about and all the, you know, the ins and the outs and the details and, uh, I, I'm like, oh, <laughs> how do you do that? It's like uh, a five-minute conversation became 20 minutes of, of information. And um, I feel like I'm maybe a little bit the opposite, that I'll have like a 30-minute conversation. She'll be like, what was that about? And I'll be like, I don't know, just, uh, uh, you know, his new truck or something like that. And uh, she'll be like, you're on the phone for like 30 minutes. You must have talked about something more than that. I'll be like, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, 
got a new got a new job, I guess, uh, a couple of months ago or something like that. And uh, and what I find is like for me to to maybe over time more details of that call will come out, but right in the moment, uh, I, I don't have like a lot to say about it. I'll just kind of give a high overview. Kelsey's quite the opposite. She like lots of details. We'll have long conversations about it. And, uh, and that's how she gets a sense of connection. So when I'm putting my hand up and saying, I don't want to talk about it, it challenges this feeling for her and she feels alone. Kelsey does not want to feel alone. She gets worried and anxious when she feels alone and she feels like, I don't want to know about her life, where she's going, what she's doing, who she's with. And, uh, that's, that's scary for her. So what she does is she kind of covers it up with anger, but Kelsey expresses her anger through tears usually. So it doesn't look like an angry face always, but it looks like a sad face. It looks like she's disappointed. It looks like, um, she, you know, she's hurt. Uh, and, and when she expresses these things, then when she's using her words, it's kind of through questions. It's like, why don't you ever want me to be happy? And, and to me, seeing her upset, hearing those questions, um, oh, they kind of get me going even more. They get me believing that she is not happy with me. She does not want to be with me. And, uh, the sense of rejection increases. My defensiveness increases, uh, my my chilliness, my coldness increases, which proves to her that I don't want to be connected with her. I don't care about her. And, uh, and you can see the confusion here. We have two people who find each other very important, but they feel like the other person just uh, isn't quite on their page, isn't quite aligned with them. And it becomes worrisome. And we have this, uh, what we find within the conflict cycle is we have a fight, flight, freeze response. So I tend to uh, flee and freeze, which looks like withdraw. Kelsey tends to fight, which is not like with her fist, but she's going to like try figure out the relationship, right? She's going to pursue the relationship. Um, she's going to come at me and try figure this out so she can feel connected. And, um, and we didn't know what was going on prior to that marriage retreat. Now we have a very clear picture of what's going on and we have skills that we've learned, uh, that help us navigate out of that relation, out of that conflict cycle and into a much more, uh, reassured, connected, secure, close bond. And, um, and I just find that this has been something that, uh, has, has really helped us take the confusion out of our relationship has helped us when we find ourselves confused, uh, intervene and reassure each other. And, uh, something that I've learned is that we're not trying to prevent the conflict cycle. The conflict cycle is just going to happen whenever it happens. And what Kelsey and I, what our job is, is to notice the conflict cycle when it's happening, to intervene on it, and to reassure each other. And when we've understood that, we've been able to navigate much more efficiently through the difficulties that come up when two people uh, are married and are moving closer together. The closer we are together, the more we're going to experience these little flare-ups, these little uh, intense emotions. Those intense emotions come with a closeness. Uh, they're like, I liken it to like, um, you know, puzzle pieces coming together that just, they're a little bit, when they're a little bit off, they cause a lot of pain and we have to communicate so we align and get uh, in alignment so that there's not pain when we try to connect. 
And, uh, and that's the process that we're going through, uh, as, as, uh, we move closer together. Uh, we're going to have these like little moments of misalignment that create the conflict cycle. And if we don't know how to resolve it, the only solution that we have is to either stay, uh, as close as we are or move apart. We, we lose the ability to move closer. And I think that there is an ability to always be moving closer in uh, our relationship. We can develop a deeper understanding, a deeper bond with each other as time goes on, but it, it requires us to have this pattern of reassurance within the relationship. And the pattern of reassurance that comes within the relationship is our ability to notice the cycle, to intervene on it, and to reassure each other. So we're going to be talking about how to notice the cycle, how to intervene on it, and how to begin to repair the cycle in our next episode. But if there's anything that you got out of this, it's that I am so passionate about the conflict cycle. I think that everybody, every couple needs to study this, needs to understand it uh, so that they can have a clear process of how to repair, how to resolve it when it comes up. So many couples don't have a clear process to this. And um, it could be that you you naturally have, have a, a process that's working and that's great. And you should still understand your cycle so that you, uh, you know, when it's happening and you can turn quickly to that process that you've already developed that helps you uh, intervene on it, stop it and uh, reassure each other and repair from it. Um, but I would guess that most people listening to this don't have a clear understanding of what their conflict cycle is and don't have any sort of way to explain how they uh, stop their cycle, how they uh, intervene, how they reassure and how they repair. And if you don't have that, this is my recommendation to you to continue to listen, to dig in, uh, to really figure this out for you. Um, I have, I have a worksheet that you can utilize if you'd like. If you want uh, the conflict worksheet, just go to my website, www.pivotalapproach.com. Go on into the form and just uh, put in their conflict cycle worksheet into the, uh, uh, the uh, contact form that's on my main website there. Uh, and and uh, I guess just my takeaway here for this episode is that assume that you have a conflict cycle and then go to work to see if you can figure it out and utilize that worksheet. Read the book, Hold Me Tight. I think that's a f fantastic couples book uh, to kind of a textbook to help you understand your conflict cycle and, uh, and really just begin to take the steps to get clarity around your confusion around your conflict. And um, it's not going to look exactly like the conflict Kelsey and I have. For some people, it can just be like this. Um, we pull away from each other. It's like walking on eggshells. We feel anxious. We feel sad. We feel low. We feel uh, disconnected. We just, um, for some couples, I found that it, it, we become like neutral about our relationship. And that's our coping mechanism is we just, oh, we're not so hot on it. We're not so uh, excited about our relationship, but it's fine. Uh, we're okay with it, whatever. Um, that I would say is, is a clear sign that you have an unresolved conflict cycle. So check it out, figure it out, keep listening to figure out how to resolve it. 
And once you see your cycle, you won't be able to unsee, unsee it. Notice when it's happening. It, it usually we notice how or when it's happening when we experience a feeling. It's like the pit in our stomach, the tightening of our chest. You notice that. Understand that that feeling is informing you of the presence of a conflict cycle, and um, and let's go to work to take that conflict cycle, uh, intervene on it, reassure each other, and repair from it. That's all I have for today. See you all on the next episode. Hopefully, I'll see you all at the retreat this Saturday, uh, where where we are really going to dig into all of this stuff all of this stuff, if I can talk. I think uh, investing your time and your energy into your relationships, which I think this conflict cycle goes beyond a romantic relationship. I think it shows up in all of our close relationships. If you invest in this, you put some time, some uh, energy into figuring this out, you're really giving yourself a gift. Make sure you prioritize it because not only... Do I know that it's going to benefit you? But I also know through my own experience and through watching so many other couples break their cycles that other people are going to uh, experience the benefits as well. Your spouse, your kids, those closest ones in your life. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to share this with all of you. Uh, Let's go out there. Let's be cycle breakers. Let's do it together. Take care, everybody. This has been the Fighting for Connection podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this, check out my Connected Couples campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com, and become the difference you need in your relationship.